the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. And how do you resist the devil? Well, Jesus resisted the devil by being filled with the Spirit and with the Word of God. That's it. Those were the two weapons Jesus used in his time of testing. He was filled with the Spirit and he had the Word of God. Through the Spirit and the Word, Jesus had victory over temptation. No matter where you're at in your walk with Christ, one of the most difficult things to overcome is temptation. Every day we are confronted with easy opportunities to sin, and how do we overcome it all? Today, Pastor Dan wants you to know that the only way to overcome sin is by the power of God's Word. When Jesus was tempted in the desert, he got through it by quoting Scripture and keeping it fresh on his heart. Hide God's Word in your heart and be ready for temptation when you're at your weakest. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus, chapter 16, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. what they say at the end of verse 3. For you have brought us out here into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. You just brought us out here to kill us. God, you just want to kill us out here. It's the only reason you delivered us out of our slavery. It's the only reason you saved us. So you could kill us. But do you ever have that kind of attitude in a test? We're going to die. We're not going to make it. They're going to foreclose on the house. They're going to repossess the car. They're going to take the kids' braces back. Right? We've all thought we were going to die. We've all been at tests where we thought, this is going to be the end of us. We're never going to make it through. And we start complaining. And we start blaming God. And why did you bring me into this? Why did you do this? Why did you bring me here? Why am I going through this? Lord, I was happier back in Egypt. You brought me out here into this desert just to kill me and kill my family. We doubt God. We doubt God's love for us. We doubt God's care for us. And God has brought them into the wilderness to teach them to trust him. He's allowed them to hunger, to teach them to trust him. That he will be faithful. Now turn with me over to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Psalm 78 talks about the children of Israel in their time in the wilderness. Verse 12. Psalm 78, verse 12. 
marvelous things he did in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through the Red Sea. And he made the water stand up like heaps. In the daytime also, he led them with a cloud. Cloud by day. And, and all the night with a light of fire, the fire by night. He split the rocks in the wilderness. And he gave them drink in abundance like the depths. He also brought streams out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. But they sinned even more against him. By rebelling against the Most High in the wilderness. And they tested God in their hearts. In their hearts. By asking for the food of their fancy. Yes, they spoke against God. They said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? They doubted God. Can God provide for us? That's how they're testing God in the wilderness. Can God even provide for us? Behold, look, he struck the rock so that waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. But can he give us bread also? They've seen God work these amazing miracles. But, but they're, they're, they're questioning God's faithfulness, his provision. Yeah, he, he brought water out of a rock, but can he provide bread? What? Can he provide meat for his people? Therefore, the Lord, Lord heard this and he was furious. So fire was kindled against Jacob and anger also came up against Israel. Look at verse 22, because they did not believe in God and did not trust in his salvation. That's the test. Do they believe in God? Do they trust him? And that is always the test for us. Do I believe God? Do I trust him? Do I believe his promises to me? Do I believe his word to me? Am I going to submit to him and obey him and not act in my own flesh or in my own power, even when it's hard, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's painful, even when it would be so easy for me to turn stones into bread and end this misery and get some relief from the gnawing in my stomach? Will I still trust him even then and not act in my own power? Will I continue to walk in the spirit? Or when it gets hard, will I start walking in the flesh? Jesus passed the test. When he hungered in the wilderness, he passed the test. He passed the test where Israel failed. And he passed the test where we often fail. Also. When he was hungry in the wilderness, even to the point of starving to death, he didn't give in. And use his own power as the son of God to get him out of that. He trusted the father. He continued to trust the father. In John chapter 4, Jesus said, my food. Listen, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And to finish his work. That's my food. My food is is to do his will and to finish his work. 
Now, go back to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 5. Now we have the next temptation, the next test. Then the devil took him up on, into the holy city, that's Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God or since you are the son of God, well, then throw yourself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you and in their hand. They shall bear him up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Now, the pinnacle of the temple was on a uh, was on a roof of a building in the temple mount in the southeast corner of the temple called the Royal Stoa and the pinnacle of the temple. Josephus tells us that it was from the pinnacle 450 feet down to the floor of the Kidron Valley. Uh, And Josephus actually says in his writings that if you looked over the edge of the pinnacle of the temple, you would get dizzy. I don't know if Josephus maybe was afraid of heights or something, but he includes that detail for us. It was so high that looking down, you would get dizzy. The devil takes Jesus up on the pinnacle of the temple on this highest building, you know, there in the temple courts, and he tempts Jesus to throw himself down into the temple courts. The temple courts were always filled with Jewish worshipers. There's always a crowd there. And so the devil says, with this test, The devil says, since you're the son of God, you can make a grand entrance into the courts of the temple. Everyone will know you're the Messiah and king of the Jews if you come floating down into the temple courts on the back of angels. That's that's quite a start. You know, that's quite a a launch to your ministry here. Just come floating down into the temple courts on angels. I want you to notice here that the devil quotes scripture. And verse six, the devil knows the Bible, too. And that's why you and I need to study to show ourselves approved unto God. That's that's why we need to be students of the word of God and know our Bible. And put in the hard work of learning your Bible. Put in the time, put in the labor. Of knowing the Bible. And memorizing it. And what the devil does here, he quotes from Psalm 91. Now, Psalm 91 is a psalm that is all about trusting God and God's protection and care for those who trust in him. Psalm 91 begins this way. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. This wonderful psalm about trusting in the Lord and about God's uh, security and protection and care for those who trust in him. But here's what Satan does, and I want you to see this. Here's what Satan does. Satan quotes this passage that is about trusting God, and he twists it to justify testing God. Passage promises God's protection for those who trust in him, and Satan says, Well, then that means you can jump off a building then. And God will rescue you. And Satan here takes this scripture and he twists it, a scripture that is about trusting God, and he turns it into testing God. Satan likes to twist scripture. You need to know that. He likes to twist scripture. Satan has been twisting scripture since the the Garden of Eden. And Satan will twist scripture to, to imply something that 
to imply it means something that it doesn't really mean at all. And that's not the application of the passage. That's not the meaning of the passage. Just like here, like, like the passage is about trusting God. Satan uses it to test to justify testing God. He will twist scripture in a way that is that is destructive and dangerous. If you take it the way that he wants you to take it. And let me warn you, please give me your attention. Let me warn you that Satan is twisting scripture today in liberal and progressive churches. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And you are going to encounter that with your friends, on social media, where, where Satan is twisting Scripture to justify all kinds of things. To justify sin and compromise. Twisting the meaning of God's love. Twisting the meaning of God's grace. To, to, uh, to include and endorse things that God clearly says are sin. And you need to know that. You need to watch for that. Anytime you see someone or someone tells you. And it sounds like they're twisting scripture. Or stretching the application of that passage. To mean something it doesn't really mean. Satan's behind that. Twisting it. And it is going on in so many churches today. In verse 7, Jesus replies now to this test with another passage from Israel's wilderness experience. Verse 7, he says, Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now, this is a quote from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6 and we'll look at this together. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 15. For the Lord your God is a jealous God among you lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Massa or Meribah. Now, what what happened at Meribah? We'll turn over to Exodus chapter 17. Exodus chapter 17. Exodus chapter 17, beginning in verse 1. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Here's the test. Therefore, the people contended with Moses and said, give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? 
And some of you are thinking, didn't we just read this passage? No, this is another test. And they've got the same response. We're going to die. You brought us out here to kill us. You hate us. You just want to kill us. Why'd you do this to us? And so Moses cried out to the Lord saying, what shall I do with this people? They're almost ready to stone me. They want to kill Moses. And the Lord said to Moses, go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod. You're going to beat the people with a stick. No, that's not what's going to happen. With which you struck the river and go. And behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb. And you shall strike the rock and water will come out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And so he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah because of the contention of the children of Israel and because they tempted or they tested the Lord. Look at what they said, saying, is the Lord among us or not? Here comes the test. There's no water to drink. You brought us out here to kill us. You hate us. Why did you do this? And then they say, Is the Lord among us or not? Is God even here? Does God even see me? Sounds like the disciples on the boat with Jesus in the storm when Jesus is asleep and they finally wake Jesus up and say, don't you care that we're perishing? Don't you even care about us and what happens to us? Is God with us or not? Now, isn't it amazing how the Israelites can doubt God after they've Everything they've seen God do for them and how God delivered them out of Egypt and brought them through the Red Sea miraculously, right? And and provided for them daily manna to eat, not to mention there's the cloud by day that's over them and the fire by night that gives them light. They have a visible manifestation of God's presence with them. You'd think they'd be so full of faith and trust at this point that they would say, well, there's no water. I know God's going to work it out. He's never failed us before. We've seen him do some pretty miraculous things to provide for us. There's nothing to worry. Can't wait to see how God's going to miraculously do this. This should be good. But no, is God among us? Is God even here? And sadly, we do the same thing sometimes, don't we? And here it is. We, we, we've seen God do things in our life. We've seen God deliver us out of sin. He saved us. He forgave us. He gave us eternal life through Jesus Christ. He made us new creations. The old things have passed away. He's made everything new. We've seen God's faithfulness and his goodness and his mercy and his kindness and his love to us day in and day out. And then we come into a trial. A test. And we're, we're just like Israel at Meribah. God even among us? Does God even see us? Where's God? And the, and the question becomes, will we test God with our doubt? Or will we trust God with our faith? Will, will we be the ones who say, you know what? God's been so faithful to us. He's never failed us up to now. And I want to see how God's going to work this out. Because I don't see a possible solution to this. So whatever he's going to do, it's going to be good. Will, will we believe his promise? That he is always with us. His promise to never leave us, never forsake us. Now, when Jesus was put to the test in the wilderness, 
he passed the test. Jesus trusted and continued to trust. Now we have the third temptation in verse 8, if you want to turn back to Matthew 4. We're almost finished, I promise. Verse 8. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And said to Jesus, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Satan offered Jesus the kingdoms of the world. If Jesus would only bow down and worship him. You know, the Bible teaches, listen, the Bible teaches that that, uh, Satan is the ruler of this world. And some of you are thinking, well, that explains a lot. Right now, I understand why the world is the way that it is. If Satan is the ruler of this world, well, he is. First John chapter five, verse 19 says the whole world lies under his power. And second Corinthians chapter four, verse four says that Satan is the God of this age and he has blinded the mind of those who do not believe. If you're here today and you're a non-believer, Satan has blinded your mind. You're blind. And you, you probably don't even know, don't even realize that you're blind, but you're blind. Jesus can deliver you out of your blindness. He can deliver you out of your darkness if you put your trust in him and his death and resurrection. He, he can take you out of the kingdom of darkness and bring you into the kingdom of light and give you eyes to see spiritually. And with this final temptation, the devil offered Jesus. Listen, he offered him a shortcut. A shortcut. At times, the devil will tempt us with a shortcut instead of doing things God, God's way. You don't have to do this God's way. God's way is the hard way. You can go this easy way. You'll be so much happier if you just do this easier thing. The devil offered to give Jesus all the kingdoms of the world without the going to the cross, without the pain, without the humiliation of the cross, without the shame, without the suffering. You can have all the kingdoms of the world and all their glory. Without going to the cross. And Satan didn't want Jesus to go to the cross. Because through the cross, Jesus provided forgiveness for our sins and reconciliation with God and eternal life. Colossians chapter one, verse 20 says that Jesus made peace between man and God through the blood of his cross. He's offering him a shortcut. He's offering him an easier way, a less painful way. Jesus passed the test in verse 10. Away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. You know, James chapter four, verse seven says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. You resist the devil, he will flee from you. And how do you resist the devil? Well, Jesus resisted the devil by being filled with the spirit and with the word of God. That's it. Those were the two weapons Jesus used in his time of testing. He was filled with the Spirit, and he had the Word of God. And through the Spirit and the Word, Jesus had victory over temptation. And those same two weapons are available to us. We can be filled with the Spirit, and we have the Word of God. 
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Matthew, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This is a book that may cause you to be curious about the history before and also what comes after. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-giving scripture they might not hear elsewhere. What an opportunity to reach people who are lost and without hope in the world. We'd be grateful for your prayers as the word is going out through these messages. If you'd like some specifics, we'd ask that you pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would have more and more souls join him because of the truth of his word. Thanks so much for listening today and for praying. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on in the book of Matthew right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.